betreten Feuertrunken, himmlische dein Heiligtum. Deine Zauberwinde wieder, was wie die Mode streng geteilt. Alle Menschen werden Brüder, wo dein sanfter Flügel I feel this is a heaven-sent moment to sing Freiheit, wherever the score indicates the word Freude. If ever there was a historic time to take an academic risk in the name of human joy, this is it. And I am sure we have Beethoven's blessing. Long live freedom, Leonard Bernstein. Hello, I'm Marilyn Cooley. Welcome to this introduction to the National Philharmonic's final concert of the Bernstein Centennial season, Freedom. The concert includes Bernstein's Chichester Psalms and Beethoven's Choral Symphony, the Ninth. Bernstein was on a sabbatical from his directorship of the New York Philharmonic in 1965, and one reason was that he was eager to get back to composing for the theater. It had been eight years since West Side Story. He set his sights on a musical based on Thornton Wilder's The Skin of Our Teeth. That project never got completed, but Bernstein had pages of sketches as a result. Nearly two years earlier, he had received a request from the dean of the Cathedral of Chichester in Sussex, England, for a choral piece to perform at the 1965 Southern Cathedrals Festival. And in the letter, the dean mentioned, I think many of us would be very delighted if there was a hint of West Side Story about the music. Little did the reverend imagine that, in fact, some of West Side Story, which had been removed from the score of the musical, would actually end up in the Chichester Psalms, along with tunes that had been intended for the Thornton Wilder project. Chichester Psalms is in three movements, with settings in Hebrew from psalms chosen by the composer. A modern sound had been requested, and Bernstein obliged, but noted that the music was still completely tonal. He said it was the most accessible B-flat major-ish tonal piece I've ever written. The opening movement, using Psalm 100, Make a Joyful Noise unto the Lord, is a dance in 7-4 meter that Bernstein described as in the Davidic spirit. The second movement starts as an evocation of David playing his harp with the text of the 23rd Psalm, The Lord is My Shepherd. This tune was originally intended as a song titled Spring Will Come Again. 
before the skin of our teeth. There's a sudden interruption of this peaceful moment by verses from Psalm 2, similar to what Handel used in Messiah. Why do the nations so furiously rage together? And this is where West Side Story comes in. This song was called Mix and was removed from West Side Story early on. It opens with a shout from the Jets. Here, Bernstein wrote, the peacefulness is interrupted savagely by the men with threats of war and violence. This movement, Bernstein said, ends in unresolved fashion with both elements, faith and fear, interlocked. The last movement uses Psalm 131, Lord, my heart is not haughty. The closing moments, marked pianississimo, very quietly, comes from Psalm 133. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Amen. That theme of brotherhood is central to Beethoven's Ninth Symphony in the second part of the concert. Leonard Bernstein agreed right away when conductor and pianist Justus Franz invited him to conduct an international chorus and orchestra in Beethoven's Ninth Symphony to celebrate the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989. In the last movement, it was decided, the word joy, Freude, would be replaced by the word freedom, Freiheit. For the National Philharmonic performance, Maestro Gajewski has chosen to, as he said, follow this celebratory innovation. Beethoven was almost completely deaf when he wrote his choral symphony. When he conducted the premiere, the contralto soloist turned him around at the end to see the applauding audience, as he could not hear them. At first, the piece was considered too difficult to perform. Now it's recognized as the pinnacle of Beethoven's artistic vision. Beethoven had wanted to set Schiller's Ode to Joy to music for years. It fit perfectly into his personal philosophy of brotherhood. And Beethoven went beyond anything he had previously written in response to a commission from the Philharmonic Society of London. It took Beethoven seven years to complete the commission and write the Ninth Symphony.
It was not only the first major symphony to include chorus and vocal soloists. The last movement alone is longer than most symphonies from the classical era, when Beethoven wrote his earliest compositions. The opening is very quiet and develops into the somber D minor exposition. For this first movement, Beethoven sticks mostly with the classical sonata form. He presents a major innovation in the second movement, though. This is usually the slow movement of a symphony. Not this time. Beethoven moves the scherzo, usually the third movement, up into second place. This lively tune is punctuated throughout by the timpani serving almost a melodic function. Now the slow movement in its unusual location as the third movement of the symphony. And it's just about as peaceful and contemplative as anything Beethoven ever composed. The last movement starts with a cacophony of sound and then gives us a synopsis of what's come before. There are melodies from each of the previous movements. The first time we hear the famous Ode to Joy, it's being played by the low strings, and it's played three times before the baritone soloist comes in, starting with a bit of text that Beethoven wrote himself. Friends, not these sounds, but let's strike up more pleasing and joyful ones. Then he sings joy, beautiful spark of divinity. But here, it's freedom, Freiheit. Freiheit! To close the symphony, the chorus sings once again the opening lines of the ode, Freedom, Beautiful Spark of Divinity. I'm Marilyn Cooley. 
And thanks for joining me for this introduction to the final concert of the season by the National Philharmonic, Bernstein and Beethoven II, Freedom. Freedom.